Good morning. If you will please indulge me, I'm going to I'm going to take my time if I can, um, because as a son of this community, uh, to have an opportunity such as this occasion uh, to appear um, before a group on this hallowed day, it is truly a very humbling experience and opportunity. Wasn't those young people great? I mean, when you see the kind of talent, wisdom, and hope we have in our community, how can we not support and sustain and give them every opportunity to go on to be the next generation of leaders in this community. So please give those young people another round of applause. Let me say I'm delighted that the General Baptist State Convention of Wisconsin, Inc. Did I get it all in there? I got it all in there? Okay. Uh, invited me here to be your speaker on the third annual Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Breakfast. And let me say to the president of this uh, esteemed group, uh, Dr. Levy, um, I, um, he is not one that sit back and wait. Uh, he's a man of action. I, um, I had the opportunity earlier to, uh, in 2019 uh, being over at uh, Antioch, I believe it was, uh, with my good friend, uh, Pastor uh, Victor Manns. And just uh, for the record, since MTD is in the room, um, all actions and activities of Victor Manns and I as young boys has outlived the statute of limitations. <laughs> but, but, but he said, oh, don't worry about it, Sheriff. Uh, uh, as long as the blood is flowing, we all right. We all right. So, uh, so, um, but I uh, spoke at a, uh, uh, the, uh, an event at, uh, over at Antioch. And literally within a week, um, Dr. Levy here fires off a letter, and this is back in June now, uh, saying, we want you to be our speaker uh, at the Martin Luther King breakfast in 2020, and we want an answer today. <laughs> I said, well, wait a minute now. Uh, give me a little time to think about it. I don't know. Um, I might not even be in this job uh, come the end of the year and into 2020, but um, I'm truly so grateful uh, that uh, Dr. Levy and uh, the General uh, Baptist State Convention um, gave me this invitation. Um, to this host pastor, uh, Reverend Dr. Fred Jones, um, someone that I know everyone in this community knows because all of us probably bought at one time or another a car from uh, Dr. Jones. But now, 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 I don't know about all y'all though, but I might be the only one that he sold that has square tires on it. Uh, 
and the car is still sitting uh, over on blocks, over on Second and Burlot there. Uh, but uh, uh, to uh, Dr. Jones and to this wonderful church, Canaan Baptist Church, of which I'm very familiar with, um, because it sits right in the shadow of my home church. Um, and I know many uh, of members of your great church. Thank you for having me here. Uh, to uh, Dr. Wilkins, um, I was um, in a grocery store not even uh, a couple of weeks ago, and a member of yours came around the corner, and she approached me, and she said, I know who you are. You're, you're, you're Sheriff Lucas. Uh, you're speaking at the uh, Martin Luther King breakfast. And, uh, and she said, but I'm not going to be there. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, well, why not? She said, well, I got to work that day. So uh, I said, okay, that's all right. But she said, but, 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 but uh, uh, Pastor is, is promoting it, and uh, it's going to be a lot of folks there. So um, um, Dr. Wilkins, I, I want to say thank you. Um, and your, your members were out there uh, promoting uh, this event. And to all the uh, pastors and members of the General Baptist State Convention and, and, and ladies and gentlemen, um, welcome. Welcome to this uh, third annual uh, Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. breakfast. Um, let me say too, it's also humbling that as I look uh, around this room, that I see um, my friend and colleague in the community of keeping this community safe. And um, I can't think of a more worthy ally to have uh, with me as sheriff than in the person of our police chief, Al Morales. Uh, chief would be now, he knows this is coming because I have the mic. Uh, so, um, Chief Morales and I have this thing going on, as some people, young people would say. But um, I'm a product, as was stated by Faith Colas of uh, Rufus King High School, um, the greatest high school uh, in the city of Milwaukee. And um, Al, um, um, try as he might, his family, they grew up uh, in the area like 33rd or right, or somewhere in there. But try as they might, they could not get him into Rufus King High School. Um, so they had to get him what they could, and so he's a product of Milwaukee Tech. So other than him being a product of Milwaukee Tech, uh, <laughs> other than being a product of Milwaukee Tech, this guy is all right with me. I'm telling you that right now. So let me say that. Um, if you think about the beloved community that Dr. King described, um, it takes everybody that we have in this room to make up that uh, beloved community. Everybody working together, praying together, pulling together, staying together. And it is so good to see, again, so many of you come out uh, on this uh, wintry day. It's good to see our friends in the media um, because not often when good stories come from this community, are they there, are they there to tell it? but they too have the opportunity to witness what the future of our community looks like. And so I'm good to see them out here. And then last, I'll say, um, no man or no woman can do anything without a great um, crew, as uh, Dr. King would describe, 
um, a mighty pilots and a great uh, ground crew. And I am so fortunate to have in the person of my staff that is here with me today. And I just want to ask them to all stand and take a, a little bow uh, for the work that they do. Uh, please. These are the men and women that truly get the job done. Uh, I just have the fortune uh, of the benefit of being a benefactor of their work and dedication in our community, and I'm so grateful for you all, so thank you for being here. I I'm, I'm have to add, before I get into my remarks, that in Dr. Levy's uh, invitation, he, I don't know how many times he wrote the word Baptist. It must have been in uh, that, that, <laughs> that five or six uh, paragraph, uh, that five or six paragraph letter. It must have been in there about 50 times. Um, <laughs> including, he made a distinction for me that I'm certain, um, he, I don't know if he know I know it, but he says, you know, it is Dr. King's birthday and he was a Baptist minister. <laughs> So I wondered why didn't why did you invite a CME to a Baptist convention anyway? Okay, I'm still troubled by that. Uh, by that, <laughs> but uh, let me say that uh, it, it, it's all right. It's all right. I got many family and friends in the Baptist uh, faith, and uh, again the uh, the lines go alone. Now, uh, unlike uh, Baptist. Um, I'm not going to be up here long. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, I'm just going to tell it like your T.I. is, okay? Um, I'm a CME. I'm going to get my words in. I'm going to get out of here, okay? So... Uh, we're not going to be here very long, so you don't have to worry about looking at your watch and wondering what time, search for tomorrow, or uh, General Hospital, you're going to miss it, everything. You ain't got to worry about it. You ain't going to miss it, okay? Um, so um, let me say that um, you know, I, I, I've been very fortunate in my journey uh, to becoming sheriff. Um, as uh, uh, Miss Faith noted, you know, I'm a product of the Hillside Housing uh, Project. Now, a lot of folks claim that they're from Hillside, but I was actually born in Hillside. Um, and so right in the good black dirt uh, in Hillside is where I sprung up. And my family moved uh, to the near west side. Um, and then when the disturbances of 1967 and the proposed Park Freeway came through, is when our evolution came and my family relocated over here to the corner of 2nd and Burleigh, what is just now known as the Harambe neighborhood. But it was there where my formulative years took place. And uh, um, I've been a member of St. Matthew CME Church, uh, not even two blocks away from here, my entire 61 years of life. And um, I uh, have seen a lot of change and seen a lot of growth in our community. Um, but most importantly, I've always known and understood that the church has been and is the foundation of this community and continues to be. And with all of these fine pastors in this room today, it's an indication of what uh, we have in terms of leadership. 
Now, when Dr. King was a young uh, pastor, young minister, he um, developed a, a speech uh, of which I'm going to lift uh, much of what I'm going to say today from. And it was a speech that he gave in 1967 in Philadelphia to a group of young people. And it asked the question, what is in your life's blueprint? Now, I don't know about all of you, but those of you that are engineers or worked in construction and worked in um, building things, I was never really good uh, with uh, Tonka trucks and building blocks and all that kind of thing like that. That was not my thing. Um, but all of you that know anything about building something, you know, it requires a plan. You must have a, 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 a plan, a purpose, a clear purpose of where, what you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish. And Dr. King would say that that's the blueprint. And like with anything else you build, like with anything you build, you must have a proper foundation. You must have a strong foundation. And here we have here in the General Baptist State Convention and all of its members a very strong, strong, strong foundation. Working with our young people. Where's my sister at that was directing these young people and um, the musicians and everyone? They deserve truly a hand because, again, um, to exact out of our young people a um, to get anything out of them is really, it requires a little bit of nurturing and a little bit of care. But to get them to perform in front of all of uh, us adults here uh, today is truly something. And if I were young, and I'm going to view, since all of the young people are not in the room, I'm going to view all y'all as the young people here today, okay? So when you think about this opportunity we have in life, this is the most important opportunity, the most important time uh, you have in life. I know my career path was decided for me at an early age. Um, Faith had mentioned an encounter that I had as a young boy when I was walking to a grocery store and a police officer pulls alongside. I was walking from the corner of 2nd and Burleigh to the corner of 1st and Burleigh. Any of y'all that knew, uh, grew up in the neighborhood, you know that Russell's food store was at 101 East Burleigh Street, all right? And the police officer pulls alongside, never gets out of his car, rolls down his window, and he says, hey kid, you stole a woman's purse. I said, no sir, I didn't. He said, yes you did. I said, sir, I got a note and $20, and I'm going to this store in the corner for my grandmother to get groceries. And he said, well, I'm going to run you over and have this woman identify you and then run you downtown. I said, sir, you can do that. But if she doesn't identify me, you're going to run me back over here to the store because grandma's going to be mad if these groceries don't make it home, right? In a moment, that officer sped away. In a moment, I knew what I wanted to do. Because when you think about the encounters that young men and women of color have with law enforcement officers today. And the encounter that I just uh, described, what is different about it? You think about the fact that uh, I live to see another day. There are some that 
don't necessarily uh, have that opportunity after their encounter with law enforcement. But I knew that I wanted to be able to have that awesome authority and that awesome privilege that a law enforcement officer has to determine whether a person um, is taken into custody or whether a person goes free, whether a person lives in, un in some unfortunate circumstances when we have to uh, take uh, action that takes another person's life. I knew that that was something that I wanted to do for my community. And I continued on that journey. I uh, was at a career day at uh, Rufus King High School, uh, Chief Al Morales. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, a man, maybe some of us know him, um, he's gone on, um, but Leon's Rhodes approached myself and several others and said, boys, y'all want to become cops. Man, don't nobody want to be no cop. Get out of here. And uh, he said, yeah, 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 you do. I said, no, I don't. And uh, he, he approached me, gave me his car. And that following week, I called him. And needless to say, um, he shepherded me through the process of becoming a police aide and starting my journey in law enforcement. And here I stand here now, 44 years in law enforcement and public safety. But it starts with that proper foundation. You must have that building. You must have that blueprint in order to, um, in order to determine where you're going to go. You must also be able to recognize, hey, I am somebody. And I'm just as important any, as anybody else. You can't let anybody tell you that you're not somebody. You can't let anyone tell you what you can't do. Only you can determine your life's blueprint, your life's direction. Because if you got that inner determination, that will, that courage to seek, despite, and there's going to be people that's going to knock you down, but you got to get back up. There's going to be people that say you can't do it. You just prove them wrong and prove yourself right. But just keep on doing it. If we continue to do those things, then you can do whatever it is you want to do in life. You know, young people would say today that is black lives matter. Well, not only do black lives matter, all lives matter, OK? Everyone matters. And so, it's important that they know that they have a life that's worthy, uh, that they can do whatever it is they want to do. They don't have to change their hair. They don't have to change their color, their skin. They don't have to change the shape of their nose or anything like that. You can be black and proud and do whatever it is you set your mind out here to do. One of the uh, other tenets of a blueprint and determining your life's blueprint is to have a determination to want to do the best, to want to achieve excellence. Now, for many of us in this room, and some of us even go deeper, we can remember a time where we didn't go to integrated schools. We can remember a time when you didn't have mommy and daddy or even a bus dropping you off to school. Some of us can attest to when we walk miles and miles to schools with raggedy shoes on, soles on our feet. But yet we did it despite all the challenges and the obstacles. So if our forefathers and mothers can do it, 
don't think that whatever you are putting up with, that you can't do it either. You can go on and do whatever it is you want to do, despite the challenges, despite the circumstances, despite the difficulty. And I know that there's many uh, uh, difficulties today. But let me say this. There are more opportunities now for our young people than ever, than ever uh, when we were in school. So they've got to, we've got to study hard. Stay in school, get that extra credit. You know, uh, stay in the books and not on the uh, devices. Get in, talk with some people. I mean, really, uh, to see those young people not afraid to present in front of adults, that tells me that they have the ability to go out there and again, uh, be leaders in this, uh, in, in this world. You know, when you set out to do a job, do it as if uh, God Almighty called you to do the job. I mean, this, you know, and. And don't just set out to do a good black job or a good uh, Latino job. Be the best. I mean, it's what Al Morales is not aspiring to the, be the best uh, Latino chief. He's aspiring to be the best chief, not only here in Milwaukee, but all across the country. So set out to do the very best. I think Dr. King put it this way, that if, if you, you, it falls your lot to be a street sweeper, Sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures. Sweep streets like Beethoven or um, um, Duke Ellington composed music. You know, sweep streets like Langston Hughes composed poetry. Sweep streets so that all the heaven and earth say that here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. If you can't be a pine on the top of the hill, be a scrub in the valley, but be the best little scrub on the side of the river. If you can't be a bush, be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. For it isn't by size that you win or fail. Be the best of whatever you are. Now that is the kind of determination and conviction that all of our young people uh, must have. Our history is littered with many examples of that type of determination, leadership, and courage. One that I want to take note of, I don't know how many of you saw just this past weekend, but the United States government is going to honor a young man, a young sailor, Doris Dory Miller, with the honor of having an aircraft carrier named in his honor. That's only happened to 11 other Americans, and none of them were African-American. But if you know the story of uh, uh, Dory Miller, he was a young mess hall uh, soldier uh, during uh, Pearl Harbor. And when the Japanese attacked in Pearl Harbor, um, young mess hall uh, soldier um, uh, Miller went into action, and he went up and manned a gun, and he saved lives of many soldiers and he still, after all of that, struggled to be recognized in the United States military. Still struggled. Finally, after years of struggle, the um, um, Navy, he was honored with the uh, highest uh, uh, honor in the Navy, and that was the Navy Cross. But now, he will go into the annals of immortals with an aircraft carrier named after him. 
the individual for whose day we are celebrating today was born of a Baptist preacher, Dr. Levy, uh, father, <laughs> a Baptist preacher, and a domestic mother. And he went on to tell people about his dream. And he went on to store in 39 years, he touched this community and this country in a way very few have. Out of uh, the hills of uh, um, uh, Alabama came five, count them, five men who went on to immortality in baseball, starting with Willie McCovey, Satchel Paige, Billy Williams, Ozzie Smith, and Milwaukee's own Hank Aaron. Five men from one city, Mobile, Alabama, went on to greatness in um, um, uh, Major League Baseball. From uh, Detroit, again, the product of a Baptist minister. I'm going to have to come back to that. Came a voice that would echo not only across America, but across the world, and told us that we could all have respect. And that, oh, when something touches you in such a way, oh, me, oh, my, I'm a fool for you. Talking about the great Aretha Franklin. From a mother who is from Kansas and a father who was from Kenya came a young man who went on to be number one in his class at Harvard University and then went into his native Chicago to become a community organizer and then went on to become the first African-American president in our history. Again, history has shown over and over again. When you look right here in Milwaukee, out of the Hillside Housing Project, long before they had the three-point uh, shot, was a young man who went to Milwaukee Lincoln, in this case, uh, Al, I won't tell him, he didn't go, he didn't go to uh, Rufus King, he went to Milwaukee Lincoln, went on to the NBA, and it became downtown Freddie Brown. Yeah. Talking about, really, someone that had a uh, skill. And also, from North Division, grew a young man, and he went on to become the superintendent of education right here in uh, Milwaukee, none other than uh, Howard Fuller. Yeah. And then another young man whose star on the athletic field led him to uh, go on to um, become a jazz singer, but none other than the great Al Jarreau. This is time and time again, individuals that grew up in our community that came from the good black dirt right here in Milwaukee, Con uh, Wisconsin, to go on and do good things and to and to, uh, and to, to support the, the poet's conviction that fleecy locks and black complexion cannot forfeit nature's claim. Skin may differ, but affection dwells in black and white the same. Were I so tall as to reach the pole or to grasp the ocean at a span, I must be measured by my soul because the mind is the standard of the man. You know, finally, finally, I, I'm going to go to my seat. I said we weren't going to be here long. Um, is that we, we, <laughs> wait a minute now. I gave you a break. Now, what are you over there saying, man? What are you over there saying? <laughs> that, um, you know, you must have a, a, a commitment to this thing called love and peace and justice. You know, we can't allow anyone to get inside of us such that we hate another person. 
because again, once they have gotten that, they have gotten you, they have gotten us. So despite how much a person gets on your last nerve or aggravates the you know what out of you, I'm in a, in a Baptist church right now, I can't uh, say what I wanted to say, but after so long, you cannot let a person uh, get on your last nerve because again, um, we must be determined to go out and do the best and be the best. We've got to concern ourselves for others because it's the one principle that determines who we are what, and what we're all about. Dr. King posed the question when he asked the question, what is life's most persistent and urgent question? And that is, what are we doing for others? We saw it in the Jericho Road. Uh, and the Good Samaritan uh, parable, uh, where the Good Samaritan, no, 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 didn't take what the Pharisees and others uh, did and said, well, that man that's laying by side the, beside the side of the road, if I bend over and concern myself with him, what will happen to me? Well, we all know that Good Samaritan said, uh-uh, uh-uh, if I walk past that man and don't bend down to help him, what will happen to him? We've got to change that narrative, people. We've got to change that narrative. We've got to be concerned about others because, again, it's only there that we um, 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 will determine who we are. When we talk about, I heard the young lady say, the least of these, the least of these, what the book of Matthews tells us to do, and that is to be concerned about the least of these. So if you're only about collecting degrees and if you're only about making money or if you're only about yourself, you've already failed your matriculation, okay? You gotta be concerned. You know, I, I, I can hear somewhere where, 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 where a person is saying, well, 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 listen, I've done my job. I've, I've gotten a lot of education. I've gone to the great universities. I, I, I've made a lot of money. I've done all these things, but hear these words where uh, the God of the universe said, yeah, but when I was hungry, you fed me not. When I was sick, you visited me not. When I was naked, you clothed me not. When I was in prison, you did not visit me. So therefore, you're not fit to enter the kingdom. This is what I hear him saying. And we've got to be like that, people, that we've got to be able to concern ourselves for one another. Sister Sled said it, we are family. Frankie Beverly and May said it, we are one. Right. Uh, 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 Donnie Hathaway asked the question, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, we all are, and we have to do this. Uh, you know, as I'm starting to go to my seat now, uh, I'm going to my seat. You know, you Baptists are really starting to get on me. You Baptists are starting to get on me. You Baptists are really starting to get on me. You know, I, swear. I said I'm not going to let you Baptists get up under my last nerve, okay? Um, <laughs> in fact, I'm going to speak to some of y'all now. You know, I'm going to speak to some of y'all now. You know, when we think about these young people that came up here and the work that uh, those that work with them did, but all of us have a responsibility to do something. Because, listen, this is what they can do for us. I think I remember in the words of one of our fallen uh, angels in Whitney Houston. 
I believe that children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all of the beauty they possess inside and give them a sense of pride. To make it easier, let the children's laughter remind us, remind us, remind us how it used to be. That's what I'm talking, that's the kind of support that we've got to give our young people that they go on, that they can um, uh, do the things that they have to do so that they can live up to our promises of making our community this beloved community, of making Milwaukee and Wisconsin a better place, and to helping our brothers and sisters in need. Now, as I close, I'm going to leave you with the words. I swear to God, you Baptist boy, really. Right here, out of here. I, you know, let me, let me, let me, let me. Um, <laughs> you know, if, uh, I swear to God. I mean, yeah. You know, um, but let, let me say that um, the great black bird, the great black bird. The great black bird, Langston Hughes, in a poem entitled Mother the Son, told a story. Well, son, life for me ain't been no crystal stair. It's had boards in it, tacks, and places, uh, some boards torn up, and places where there ain't no carpet, bare. But all the time, I still are climbing and reaching landings and turning corners and going places in the dark where there ain't been no light. So don't you sit down now, boy, talking about how hard it is, because I still climbing, honey. I still going on. And life for me ain't been no crystal stair. Well, let me say this to all of you. I don't think none of us in this room have had life as a crystal stair. And that we must be determined to keep walking in the knowledge and in the faith that if we keep our hands in the uh, unchanging hands of God, that we can reach that beloved community, that we can reach that promised land. Dr. King would say, if you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Let me say thank you all very much for listening to me, and God bless you all. Thank you very much.